Welcome, welcome. Another episode of The Stones Will Cry Out. As you all know, uh, Jesus came into Jerusalem, and when he came into Jerusalem right before his passion, people were laying down their clothes in palm branches. That's how we get Palm Sunday. And, and the Pharisees came to Jesus and they said, tell them to be quiet, tell them to be quiet. And Jesus said, if I tell them to be quiet, the stones will cry out. And why was that? Because the Holy Spirit had put something on their hearts that they just couldn't contain. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And we all have that. As, as Catholic Christians and as Christians, we all have that, that personal parable that the Lord has put on our heart to tell unto the world. So we, a lot of us hide behind the fact that we do that with our actions. And we say, hey, I'm just going to act like a good person, and, and that'll be good enough. But that's not what Jesus did, and that's not what the disciples did. They actually set it into the world. And St. Peter said that in 1 Peter 3.15. He said, always be ready. To give an explanation for your hope. So today I'm really privileged to have my friend Jacob Rozelle here, and he's here for uh, this episode of Stones of Cry Out. Jacob, good to see you. Great yeah. to see you, Deacon. Yeah. Just to let everybody know, Jacob and I know each other uh, as a result of being, I'm, I'm a student in, in, a, in a school out of Brighton, Michigan called the Encounter School of Ministry, and uh, it, it's, it's, it's for lay people and everybody could go. Um, it's mostly Catholic uh, because it has some really good stuff in there about uh, uh, teaching, and equipping and activating people to be out in the world and do what Jesus did, and that was speak God, the glory of God in the world. So that's how I know Jacob. He's my class facilitator. He's my instructor. Uh, but then I got to know him, and he decided to come from Brighton, Michigan, into St. Louis, not just for this, but for a visit. And so we're, we seem really privileged to have you here. Uh, welcome, welcome to our to our part of the country. And uh, so Jacob has a unique story, and, I, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hype it too much. I'm going to let him talk about it. So so thank you, Jacob. Thank you for coming uh, and being here with me or for a cup of coffee talking about it. And we're going to talk a little bit about uh, uh, just a little bit of your demographics so we, we know who you are, uh, where you're from, what you've been doing. Yeah, no, first of all, thank you for having me. This is, uh, it's, I'm super, super excited. And so yeah, I'm from, like you said, I'm from Brighton. Um, well, actually, I'm not from Brighton. I'm from Lansing. And then I've uh, as I've gotten new positions and the Lord's opened more doors, I've kind of been moving a little bit more east every couple of years. Um, and yeah, I pretty much grew up in in Lansing. Um, we kind of were talking about this yesterday a little bit, but um, part of my testimony is just like watching how the Lord has had his fingerprints on everything and just like been setting everything up, but never like until probably very recently has started to actually have moved the one piece that moves all the pieces into place and been like, oh, that's impressive how like all the, the things are setting up. Um, so I guess a little bit about myself would be, you know, I, I um, do work for Encounter. Um, that's like my day-to-day -day job, but also um, I'm a musician, so I lead worship um, all around Michigan, and I've been lucky enough to do some stuff around the country. And now, after this weekend, I can say that I've done stuff in other countries as well. well this past week, you were in Mexico. Yeah, so I was. I had the immense honor of going to Mexico and um, just leading worship there for for a conference, and just being able to experience that in a different language, which is always something new and fun, and um, now a part, like huge part of my testimony because. I didn't even realize how much that was going to affect me, just being in a different language, but still um, doing the same exact same things, but doing it in a different language is all. It, it brought a new, 
uh, fire to it. Yeah. I love the I love the way you started your story though, because you you said I can see where the Lord is putting all these pieces together, and and I love that about you because I can't remember who the famous person said that uh, unreflected life is not worth living, right. and so you. You are reflecting on where it is. You're able to look back and see it. And and I and, and I, and I must admit, for a lot of my life, I was just racing as far ahead as I could, almost like as if something was chasing me. So many of us run around in that rat race, and we don't reflect and see God's hand in it. When did you When did you first see that? When did you first see? Well, God's got His hand in what I'm doing, but also on me. It's that's a hard question. I would say there's been a, probably a lot of moments. I don't know when the first time was, but I think the most, the one that stood out to me the most is actually recently. We were talking about this as well. Was like something came up on my phone of like this is where you were a year ago, you know, and it's just like a picture of me a year ago, like on a vacation or doing a trip or something. And I was like, that was only a year ago. Like my life seems so much different. Like there's been so much transformation, so much like acceleration, like I've been appointed to new and higher things. And that was only one year ago. And like one of my prayers this year is like, Lord, like give me acceleration. I want more. And I was like, oh, that was only a year ago. Okay, you are accelerating. It might not feel like it, but we're accelerating right now. And I, I feel like it's almost like when you're on a plane, right? And you're going 400 miles an hour, but it doesn't feel like it. You can walk around the cabin and you don't, unless you look out the window and see, okay, this is where I was and now where I'm going and I'm moving fast. What does that like, make you, how does that make you feel when you recognize that, <laughs> that, that you, you have been moving on really fast and, and people might say, well, that's easy for Jacob to say because, you know, he's got dark hair and I don't, you know, which means that, <laughs> means that is my life really slowing down? The answer is no. Yeah. You know, if, if God has his hand on you, which God had his hand on everyone, if you realize that it's a, it's a different life, what does that mean for your perspective? when you realize that God has had his hand on you for this year and how much you've accelerated? I think it changes your prayer, right? Because, well, it, it, like the, the kind of prayer, because if you're not reflecting, you're not, you're not going to be as grateful for what the Lord has done. And you're always just going to be keep praying for more and more and more. And you, you need to honor what the Lord is doing, and he's going to give you more from that. But if you're not honoring and not reflecting and not being grateful, like, oh, wait, no, he is actually like, he's moving me very quickly, um, then you, he, you need to, you need to honor it first so then he can give you more, right? What does, that, what does that look like in your life to, to honor what the Lord is doing for you and honoring him in your prayer life? What does that look like? <sighs> that's, that's a good, and just, I, I would say just humility and being humble in my prayer. Like, Lord, thank you for the, thank you for the opportunity of just going to see Deacon Tom this weekend. You know, I could have just been home, but no, I get the opportunity to go to, to or to come to St. Louis and, and, just be with you and hang out and see, you know, all of the people in our, in your community. And we get to do that. And like thanking him for that opportunity first before being like, oh, you know, I could have been doing more. I could have been doing, you know, at home doing another event in, in Lansing or in Brighton. But no, I was like, thank you. Thank you for what you already done. Let me thank you for that first. And then, you know, if you want to do more, that'd be awesome. Like yeah. I got then the, you were like, hey, I'm going to have you on our show. I was like, oh, awesome. That's, that's great. But that was never the point of this visit. It was just like, I'm just going to come see you guys. And, you know, if I get to lead worship um, at this event, cool. If not, I still just get to hang out with you guys. And so it's always thanking him first what he did. And then he always adds more. I've never... I honestly thought you were coming to St. Louis for the pork steak, the gooey butter cake, and the, and the toasted ravioli. So thank you very much for coming to see me. That was a good sell. But... <laughs> <laughs>
So, so that's that's great that you're reflective about your life and stuff. But so, so I, I interrupt you, and, I, and it was unfair because I want to hear more about about. I see I see Jacob here, who's who's on fire. He's in worship. He plays multiple instruments. <laughs> he leads worship in Mexico, which we'll get to in a minute. Uh, and 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 that's like you didn't just hatch and be that person. No. So how how did that? Can you give me a brief idea of how that came about? I mean, did did you uh, did you always have an inclination that you wanted to praise God with music? No. So it's a really interesting testimony. I, I we're gonna go into it, come back, and then we'll keep going. So uh, in high school, I actually wanted to. There were two paths in my brain. I could either be a doctor and make a ton of money and live a really easy life. Or I wanted to play professional sports, play baseball or football, and make a ton of money and live a really easy life. And well, that sounds like just about. Is it, I know, dream, right? right? It's yeah. perfect. Like I, everything was set up for me, except I wasn't great at. I mean, I was good, but not good enough to play professional. And um, so I went to school for. I was going to go to medical school. One didn't work. I had to do the other one. Um, and about my junior year of college. Um, COVID was about to hit, and I was good. Like, classes started to get intense. And um, so pretty much I didn't end up going to medical school, and I, I got a degree in kinesiology and PT. Um, COVID helped out with that a lot. Just I was able to go back home and really focus on my studies and not, like you know, I wasn't on campus a lot. Um, by that time, I knew the Lord. Like, I had had an experience. I didn't know what he was doing in my life. So I had started to dabble with playing instruments and, you know, pretty, nothing super serious, just with, like, people I knew in our community. Did you see the Lord uh, uh, opening doors and closing doors even as you were deciding to to uh, uh, take a more PT route? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, we could we could talk about my high school for I mean, just going to high school, that was all a process for me, too, um, for an hour. So I kind of skipped over a lot of, like, me learning the Lord or, like, what the Lord was and who he was to me. Um, So I graduated. um, So I was kind of doing music stuff, and I I started going to Encounter. And, um, yeah, the Lord just started opening doors for me to, like, just start doing music. and it was so interesting, and I was telling you about this yesterday as well, that um, reflecting on it, it was like I had grown up and I actually had a babysitter who were uh, worship leaders. So I was always around it, but I never realized what, like, that was a fingerprint that the Lord did. It's like he actually put me in a house every day for probably half of my childhood with worship leaders. And, like, so there's always worship going on in the house in Spanish, which is funny to think now after this weekend. I was like, oh, wow, I see what you did there. Um, I always knew the Lord. I always, I always had like that ear for worship and just hearing like, you know, this is, um, and it's one of my things that I, I love to just play worship. I can play along with anybody and just like find that, that, uh, the, the pocket is what we call it. Just like we sit in the pocket and, and go. So graduated college, I'm in encounter and, um, so sitting in the pocket means playing your instrument in the right space and the right with everybody else. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Just, just following along okay, with everybody. Okay. Yeah. So I'm with Encounter, and there comes a point where I'm like, I'm, I'm coasting along. I'm making just enough money. I was still living with my parents, um, just enough money to like get along. Um, I'd gone through some pretty tough relationships, and things were kind of happening, and but I felt like I was almost like at a plateau, and <clears throat> I was like, I people had told me I was working at a hospital. Actually, I was a, like a nursing assistant, 
because it kind of involved my degree. So I was working there and I just had this, I was like, I need to do something with my life. And since there's no open doors, I'm going to do it for myself. Obviously, I didn't know this at the time. That's what I was thinking. But I was like, I'm going to go to nursing school. I'm going to take three years out of my life and get a nursing degree and kind of take matters, matters back into my own hand. Sounds like a good idea to me. Yeah, you know, easy life, make a lot of money. Like that was, <laughs> that was the, the, the flesh side of me. So I signed up at a community college to go back to school and, and do nursing. And um, I was pretty much, I was all signed up. I had, you know, I had a degree, so it wasn't going to be crazy. It was going to be a couple years and I was going to have to make up some classes, but um, it wasn't going to be super difficult. Is this um, like a BSN or R B yep, Bachelor of Science in Nursing? In Nursing, okay, right. Okay. And then eventually go on to do like a, a CNA and, and be like a nursing assistant oh. in an in um, operating room. Oh, okay. So the day comes, I haven't paid my tuition yet, and it's like today or like you, you either pay your tuition today or you're going to get dropped from classes. Right, and once you pay your tuition, you're, you're in. You're in. And you you're not getting your money, that back. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> and I just got hit immediately and the Lord was like, you're not. You're not doing this. So, so when you said I got hit immediately, just for people out there, because I I, I know in my life there's been times when when the, just even the idea of hearing the voice, the Lord's voice, or even feeling the presence of the Lord in such a profound way that directed me one way or another would have been totally foreign to me. Yeah. I was, I mean, I just wasn't listening to that tune. That that was not even on the radio dial, and so. What was that like for you when you say that it, that it just hit you or that you just got that? Well, I think the biggest thing, there's cognitive dissonance, right? This is something that, you know, will bring me a better life. It'll bring me appointmentship, acceleration, but I had no peace in it. Like there was, there was a With more... The, you're talking about the nursing degree? Yeah, nursing degree. There was no peace in it and there was more than like, there's always going to be... A, some level of fear or nervousness going into something but there was it was a heightened level of like there's something off here I don't have peace with this then the more I you know took that to learn be like why don't I have peace with this this is something that's supposed to be good for me that'll like bring me into a life or like a better life it'll it'll you know I'll be able to move out and have an actual career well, I love that you that you said that you actually went to the Lord I know it sounds kind of funny for me to say that because wouldn't you, shouldn't we always go to the Lord? But isn't it just kind of the opposite? I go to the Lord when I can't figure it out myself. Right. So, so I love that, that you actually went to the Lord and said, you tell me about this. You let me know about this. Why do I have this inordinate, I think you said anxiety, this yeah. inordinate feeling of, a feeling of angst? And I love that. I, I, I wish that I had known about that more, that you could do that throughout my life, and I'm so glad that you know that. So, so I interrupted you because it was such a great point. I love that, and, and, and I want to capture that and take that with me today, right. is that I can go to the Lord and I can say, you do it, I can't. And you, you tell me about it, I can't figure it out. You do, I'm not even going to give you a portion of this. I'm going to give it all to you so you can tell me what, why I feel so bad about this. Yeah. And, and, and uh, instead of going to a, uh, something else. And know? it's not easy either. Like, it's not like, oh, here it is, Lord. Like, just let it go. I was, there was a very, it was hard because I was like, I, this is what I want, but I don't feel peace. Why? And then, so what the Lord is like, this is not something that I brought to your life. This is not something that I called you to do. This is, a, you're trying to prove yourself. You're trying to earn it yourself. Okay, I see what you're doing, Lord. So I. 
So was, did that sound like a voice to you? An interior <laughs> locution? Uh, what, 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 how did, to me, it was a sense of just like, oh, no, I know that I'm oh, okay. like so When knowing. you're almost like honest with yourself and yeah. you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, the knowing. When you kind of let go of that control, you're like, no, nah, I know that this is something that I'm just trying to earn. I'm trying to... And I don't think it's something that I always knew or realized sub, like consciously. It was more of a subconscious, I'm trying to earn it. And then I think the Lord just made it conscious of like, you're trying to earn this and you're trying to prove yourself. So I dropped all my classes that day. You dropped them all? <laughs> yes. So that so, day I dropped. So did you talk to your folks about this? Nope. nope. <laughs> it just dropped everything. Yeah, yeah. And I ended up in the exact same position I was right before. I mean, I had a good job, but it's not like I'm not being appointed. I'm not, there's no acceleration. I'm just stagnant right now. And I had gone to a conference. I was working at a conference. Actually, that while I was kind you of. You said a conference, it was like. A, uh, it was like a healing conference that I had. Through I, Encounter? Through Encounter, yeah, okay. that we were doing. So I had a lot of time in prayer, and I just kept praying, like, Lord, do something. I need something. I need some kind of movement. Like, And so that, I think it was probably over, like, the weekend I, I did that. Dropped all my classes. The next week, the Lord opened an immense door that I can't go a lot into it, but just like this giant door of going and being able to lead worship at another like giant conference. And from there, it was just like that. And then that led to another one and that led to another one. And then that led to me getting a full time job. And that led to me, you know, moving towards Brighton to, to be closer to work. And that led to me being able to go to Mexico and do this conference. And it was like as soon as I finally let go of the like, I'm trying to control my own acceleration and I'm going to be on the gas pedal. Then the Lord was like, "All right, now let's go." So, so you went into, if you don't mind me yeah. going with your same metaphor, you went into another gear, another exactly. couple gears, okay? And that, and that, that when you when you because you, you couldn't see it, could you? When you were dropped the nursing courses, the nursing study, you couldn't see all that. No. Couldn't even possibly have known it. You know, isn't isn't it uh, wonderful that now you know that, and as as we all should know, that uh, it's not just sitting in one space waiting for the Lord to yank us out of where we are, uh, drag us through the through the sand while He parts the Red Sea. He basically says you have to take that step into the uh, into the sand. You have to go ahead and or you have to say, yeah, I will go because you were at least willing to go. Right. Isn't that great? Yeah. It's it, it's been it's been amazing that just it, there's a saying it's like if you don't see an open door just praise him in the hallway. And it's like there was a part where it's like I don't know I don't see any open doors and I guess I'm gonna sit in the hallway until there's a door that opens. And when you finally I think commit to that and not being like I'm gonna praise him in the hallway while you're like trying all the doorknobs and being like are any of these open? <laughs> it was like no I'm gonna wait here and then see the door open then you move through it. But yeah, so many people would say well that's just you know just hanging out. But you are actively engaging Jesus. Yeah. Actively engaging Jesus. So kind of help me understand this more in your life then. So then so then that was a great example of of the Lord giving you giving you peace and acceleration, a word you've used, which I, I love, a word you used. Uh, but then has that also, that idea of, of resting and trusting, has that also helped you as you moved into this ministry? Yeah, and that's actually a really cool story too, just that it kind of ties in with how it happened. Um, when I dropped all my classes, you know, I left the conference and I went back home and I was still working, but I lived a block from a chapel that had uh, 24-7 um, adoration. They just opened the curtain and Jesus was there. 
And so I would go there every morning and every night and just either do like a liturgy of the hours or just pray for like 10 minutes. Um, but I, I made it like, I was going through a lot of stuff, not only this, there's a lot of stuff that I was praying through with the Lord, but every night and every morning I would just be there and continue. And so when I get this call that opened the first big door, I was in the chapel with Jesus. I had just gotten there and I get a call and like, hey, do you want to come do this? I was like, yeah, I do. And I was in the chapel with Jesus. And I think it was just a really good like final like turn. I was like, he was with me when he opened that door and for me. The Lord is kind of poetic that way. You know, He's, you know, the things that you hear about with people's lives, they go, oh, that came out of a movie. That came out of a movie. Right, and exactly. Like, That's just great. That's just great. So uh, what would you say to people about that, though? I, you, were, you were at... Uh, you know, you weren't quite in the river. You were at a little eddy. You were off to a little side, but you were patiently praising the Lord, trusting that he was going to do something. But what would you say to them about, uh, that, that, that I know I might have said to you at, at, when I was your age, I don't have time for that. Mm. You know, I just don't have time to be in adoration for, for 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes at night or whatever it was. What would you say to them? There are times I went to adoration. Well, and I think this is a little bit of a different case because I could go in there at any time of the day or night or, you know, middle of the night. I went to adoration at 2 in the morning, like right before I went to bed. I mean, it, do it doesn't need to be something crazy like, you know, I'm going to spend an hour in prayer, in deep just contemplative prayer where I'm just like, you, like you can just rest with the Lord and quick 10-minute prayer, 5-minute prayer, and, and continue. Like, it doesn't need to be anything crazy. I, I, I don't think I know anybody that's busy enough to be like, I don't have five minutes to pray a quick prayer to the Lord and, and move on. If, if, if so, that's a lot. I well, can't imagine being that busy. Yeah. It doesn't need to be anything super crazy. It just needs to be real. It needs to be authentic. And, and I think of, that's what the Lord looks for. I love that you gave your gift of, uh, not just your gift of time, but your gift of location. Yeah. You said, you know, I, I, everybody, each, each one of us, we could do it right now for five minutes and be dead air. But, you know, we could sit here and pray and just be in the Lord's presence. And that's great. But to change your location was an offering. Yeah. To change your location to be in adoration was an offering. It was both. I think it was both. It was an offering to the Lord to be like, I'm actually going to be present with you. It was also for me as well because it was hard to... It's easy to get distracted at home. So I was like, I'm going to go to the chapel and it'll be much less distracting. I can just sit and there's more, like I can be more authentic. I can actually try and enter in with, in prayer more. Well, we could, we could story match, but I, I affirm you in what you were doing because as I, as, uh, I look back uh, when I was getting, going to be a deacon and thinking about discerning that, I, we had a one hour a week in adoration that Gail and I used to go do. And sometimes I was, you know, Gail would say snoring is not adoring. But, uh, you know, so I might get a little tired or whatever. But at least I was there in the presence of the Lord. Being in his presence makes a difference, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. And, you know, sometimes we fall asleep and the Lord, the Lord's a good father. He knows that, you know. We're just his children, and sometimes we get to fall asleep in his arms, as long as it's authentic. But, <laughs> like, it's okay to, it's, it, that's okay, as, as long as you're with him, I think that's the most important part. Well, that really propelled you then into this, into this ministry. These doors have been opening up. Has, has that uh, helped you uh, go deeper with the Lord? Yes. I think it's been, it's just been different. Like being, okay, so now doors are opening. How am I trying to stay the same as when the doors weren't opening? That was my, I guess, the, like I want to go deeper but also be the exact same. I don't want my, my, my depth with the Lord to increase only when the doors are opening. So it's like I wanted, 
you know, I was going deep when the doors are closed. I want to be exactly the same as the doors are opening how, and being how, authentic. How do you do that? How do you, how do you, how does that for you? Very humble when you're not good at it, I guess, is the biggest thing. Like, um, daily prayer is good. Um, I've started praying, like, I pray a rosary on the plane here and just like really engaging the Lord in the, in the mundane of like daily prayer. Like, it's not anything super um, crazy daily. Like, Mass was something that I struggled with a lot as well in, in high school, just going to Mass every week. And that's actually such a cool story as well. I'll, I'll give it really quick. Um, when I moved out to Brighton, I, I struggled with going to Mass every week, and I did, but it was just like I didn't find the beauty in it. So moving out, I had to start a new parish, and I was like, Lord, you got to give me a reason. Like, make it new because I am bored at mass and it's like I don't understand it I don't feel anything and I started going to this new parish who's actually there the, the pastor there was my chaplain when I was in high school so I was like oh it's cool it's father Paul I'll go to his church I love him gives great homilies I know him and it's not too far from my house and it's a beautiful church so I started going to mass there and the Lord just started like oh wow this is a beautiful church and oh wow that was a really good homily and oh wow like this is just a beautiful like um, liturgy of the Eucharist and like it slowly just started I was started like opening my eyes and now it's like I see the beauty and I like I get excited to go to mass every Sunday and go to that church and just be by myself with the Lord one of the reasons is I have a church that's closer to my house um, but there's just there's something about being like nobody like I don't want anybody to know me I just want it to be me and the Lord and just being able to sit in the pew and I don't know the people in front of me I don't know the people behind me and there's something to say about having community which is good but just being a normal portion of being with the Lord at mass and he's completely like upended my thought of the mass and like I love every Sunday now you know going to mass and it's it was an answered prayer obviously yeah well just just to give a little context to it <clears throat> since you're in, involved in the encounter ministry you're, uh, you know, being steeped in Catholic teaching. You're not as not as theological, but Catholic teaching, Catholic worship, Catholic prayer. That's kind of what you do all day long in your yeah. job. So going to a place where you can be just silent, either in adoration but also in mass, is is your way of getting closer to God. Yeah. Uh, uh, going and not being, because you're already involved in a Catholic community, okay? So I'm using that as a, as a, as a, a difference between most of us who are out in the world working all, all week long, not in, in a secular community, not in a Catholic community. So we need to have that community in church. Yeah. But, I, but I love it. Once again, you just turned to the Lord and said, Lord, I'm not getting much out of this Mass. I'd really like to be deeper into it with you. Would you please help me or, you know, you make it happen or whatever. And he goes, nah, not for you, Jacob. No, he <laughs> said, yeah, for you. I yeah. want, I made this mass for you. Yeah. And it's especially like, I love how you said, like, the Lord's never going to say no. When you ask, obviously he's going to say yes. And he's going to do it in a way that you understand. You just have to be open and realize it and, and actually mean it. And I think that's when I say like authentic, like prayer and authentic is like, I can say like, Lord, let me, like, I want to feel something different in Mass and then go in Mass and, like, just not pay attention or, like, like walk through it. But, no, I started, like, I'm going to be very active in Mass and try and... There, there was a striving there, but it was a trying to understand what the Lord was doing. And then the Lord did the other 99% of the work and, and actually opened my eyes to it. So isn't, isn't it interesting that, that you know, because we say really good things like, Lord is n never outdone in generosity... 
But I love it the way you're talking because you're saying, I gave a little bit of myself, didn't gave some time, gave my intention, right. we're very intentional at Mass, and since I decided to just be a little more intentional at Mass and ask the Lord to help me with the rest of it, He came through. That's wonderful stuff. Yeah. Another great example for people out there who go, okay, I'm <laughs> going to Sunday Mass again. Why? It's an obligation. And now it's an opportunity. It is. It's always an opportunity. And you know what? Sometimes, like, sometimes there's going to be times where I'm like, oh, I just got distracted in Mass. And that's okay. We're still human, right? Like, we, we, still, we still get distracted, and that's okay. But if you're not seeing that breakthrough, ask the Lord, like, why am I not seeing this? Like, I asked you for this, and I'm not seeing breakthrough, so why? What, what do you want me to do differently? And I, usually that's where you see, then you see the breakthroughs. Like, the Lord is actually... No, he's not going to give you the whole cake until you you figure out the other start the the other the other things he's trying to do as well. Well, I like the, the other things you're talking about when you talk about breakthrough. Is it? It seemed like you had to put yourself into it a little bit before you saw the breakthrough. Uh, I, I must admit that so often in my life I thought, well, when I finally work my faith up to level one. On a, on a one to a hundred, okay. <laughs> then, then maybe I'll be able to do something. And yet you're doing something. How has that affected your faith? Oh, yeah. And, I mean, it, it falls right into it as if, um, I think, especially maybe, it would have been easy for me to walk in, into Mass and be like, oh, I don't see the angels, like, visibly at Mass. Well, I guess I didn't get the prayer answered, so and then I could walk right back out. And there's a level of faith that you do need to be like, I know that the Lord's going to work. I don't know how He's going to work, but He's going to. And He's going to answer my prayer on His terms, not my own. But until then, I'm going to just be in the hallway and wait wait and, and praise him and, and be active in what he what I think he wants me to do. Oh, that's really good stuff. So I, I kind of interrupted you on, yeah. on what you're talking about, but now you're involved with uh, Encounter in, in Ministries. You're leading worship. Can you tell us a little bit about what it was like to be in uh, this last week in, in, in Mexico City? Yeah, that's a testimony in its own. So a little over, we had a whole year of notice where like, we might do this um, conference, would you be open to leading worship for it? Because I, I, they knew I knew Spanish and I led worship, but those two things were never together. They're like, we know that you know to, how to speak Spanish because my, my family's from South America. And then we know that you lead worship. Can you do them together? And I was like, sure, sounds can, like fun, yeah. Can you give us a little overview? Because we've said conference a couple times here. What is a conference with Encounter Ministries like? Because they happen at different places around the country. Uh, they're actually online as well. Uh, and, and can you tell me a little bit what that conference is so that, so that I can know the context of it? Yeah, so uh, we have a lot of different kind of conferences. Um, pretty much overall, we just teach people how to pray. And um, I, I mean, again, we could spend a lot of time just talking about what our conferences look like, but I think the biggest thing is that we teach people how to pray, how to just live a normal, what what the normal Catholic life actually is, and like what, how to how prayer is involved in that, and like doing the works that Jesus did, and so yeah, that's kind of just like so, in, a, in a very small nutshell, like what yeah. what it is. Well, and also hearing God's voice. It yeah. seems like it seems like that's a theme. Yeah. And the, and our dignity as sons and daughters of God seems like to be a theme of the couple conferences yeah. I'm aware of, and and so that that's. That's life-giving in itself. But so that's kind of what a conference is like. But there's there's uh, praise and worship music as part of that. Yeah, and, big part. And that's that's your big part of that. Yeah. So tell me tell me about that. So 
so yeah, so they're like, uh, can you do these two things at the same time? Can you like lead worship in Spanish? Never done that before in my life. And I was like, I think I, I you know I've heard enough of the songs that we usually do in Spanish. I could probably learn them and do them and it'll be fine. So I said yes and also fun opportunity to go like to Mexico. And, and so I was like, yeah. And so I spent the rest pretty much the next year just listening to songs, compiling like a, a, a small list of songs that we're going to do, you know, getting musicians in Mexico to, to help us and, and follow along with us. And um, I actually had another person from our team join me um, and she, she spoke no Spanish at all. And one of the cool things I saw the Lord do is like, she does not speak Spanish, but she was able to like lead worship in Spanish. No accent at all. Like she just actually, actually one of the things that everybody said is like, how does she not have an accent when she sings? Like she sings so well. We, it, it was totally the Lord. So we're practicing for the year, like for the next year, pretty much just like going over songs, pronunciations, like what song should we do? Um, and when I first started doing it, it was just so crazy. I unlocked, like I felt like there was a piece of me unlocked. We were playing a song about the father's heart and I start playing it and it's like a guy song. So I'm, I'm starting it. It's just me and a guitar and I get to the chorus and it's just like, I break down into, I didn't even know why I just broke down into tears. Um, I just felt like the Lord's heart for me it was just opening new parts of my heart that like I'd never reached because there was something about my identity in my culture that I grew up in this culture of, of Spanish speaking culture, right? Um, I'd go to Venezuela every year and it was just something that was very close to me and worship was something that was very important to me as well. So doing them together, it was like, oh wow, I got to go even deeper and the Lord's like, I can actually bring more out of you through this. So it was just, I got, it was, it was insane just, how much loved, how loved I felt and how, how real the lyrics were to me and like how much the father loved me. And, and it was, it was amazing. It really was. So then that led to, you know, more faith and like, oh, this is going to be awesome and, and getting ready. And then, you know, we went to the conference and it was crazy. <laughs> so, so uh, when you went down there, did you have an anticipation of how the people would respond to you? Yeah, I, we kind of got, uh, we're, we kind of got told like, Hey, this isn't really something we do down here. Like praise and worship is not the same in Mexico as it is in the United States. People don't really, yeah. How is that? Uh, like people are like more reserved. Like they'll sit, they'll, so they're like, just be okay. They might sit and watch you, um, but they're probably not going to like join in. They'll maybe sing a couple songs that they know, but they're going to be very reserved. So don't, don't be like, they were trying to just warn us. Like, don't be alarmed by that. And I wasn't, I wasn't satisfied. I was like, no, they're going to join in. I know it. I know for a fact, like, because of what the Lord had already done in my heart is like when you when I partnered with that in what I would call maybe not my native language, but it was the language that was close to my heart. He did something new in my heart and he transformed me. I was like, that's what he's going to do for everybody. And I, I came very convicted with that. There was a little bit of like, oh, I really, really hope that, you know, they join in. Um, but I, I, I was convicted. And I mean, that's exactly what happened. Pretty much after the first song, everybody was bought in and we had everybody was standing and praising and, and just it was it was amazing. To, so to through see. that music, you were changing lives. I think so. Yeah. Moving, well, the Lord was changing moving lives. hearts, moving hearts yeah. towards the Lord and the Lord changed lives. And, and that's a lot of testimonies that we guys we've never had worship like that the, they told us is like we've never had worship like that here and it was just a new level of worship i was like yeah this is something that is normal and you guys can have, like access to and it's like maybe it is true that that wasn't something that they they had experienced before but we were going to bring it to them and we we're going to make sure that like 
we fed the people who were hungry for that kind of worship. Now, this is just last week, but how do you, how do you feel at this moment about how that, that experience is affecting you as you are propelled forward? Well, I think there's a lot of clarity on what the mission that the Lord has gave me because there was, it was excitement that the Lord was doing something, but there was also like an aching in my heart of like, oh my goodness, there's so many people here who are hungry. And for something so simple that I do every single week, is like just lead praise and worship. And there are people who are so hungry for that kind of praise and worship. And it, it, there was an aching of like, oh, you want that and I have what you want. And I can like, the Lord can give that to you through me. And it's like, I just want to see that happen more. So yeah, I think I, I've been really uh, set on fire to like, I wanted to, to give more of that to that, that um, group of people maybe not only in Mexico, but in all of Latin America. It's just like, if you're hungry for this, here it is. Like the Lord wants to give it to you. And I, there's something new for you. I can't help but, but say as we're sitting here, it's all over you, that that it's so Eucharistic, mm. uh, so so blessed, uh, broken down the walls of anxiety and shared. Mm. So you're blessed, broken, and shared. It's so Eucharistic about yeah. you. Thank you so much for sharing that part of it. So, so. Uh, obviously, <laughs> getting back to what what our 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 time together is 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 you know the stones will cry out you know your personal parable and 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 uh, I could start trying to describe it what you've talked to me about today but how would you describe that parable that Lord is speaking into the world through you now it's so funny you ask that because I think the. I love the title of the show, The Stones Will Cry Out. And I've always actually, it's funny, I've tried to write a song about this and I, have, I haven't done it yet. Oh, I, didn't I just, know that. I just love the, the, the name, <clears throat> The Stones Will Cry Out, because I've always felt like if I don't praise the Lord, the rocks are going to. And you know how crazy it would be to be walking down the street and hear a rock start praising the Lord? Which means I have to. And I think that's my whole testimony is like, when, the do- when I don't see the doors are open, I still have to praise the Lord. When... You know, I see acceleration and I see a, like posi- when he positions me, I still have to praise the Lord and be humble in that. It's not about me. It's not about me going to lead worship. It's about the Lord working through me. And I get to be a really cool instrument of that. But I always have to praise the Lord in the good times, in the bad times, in the times I don't understand what's happening, the times where the cool things are happening, where it would be really easy to get distracted to other things. It's like, no, hold on. I have to back up and just praise the Lord that he's doing something cool or something new. So he's transforming me. So I've always thought it's like, oh, wow, that is actually so funny that the stones will cry. I've loved that verse. Well, the uh, uh, I know that that would be a great, what you just said would be a great place to stop, but I can't help but do this. And, and it has to do with the story you were telling me about because what we've heard now for the time we've been together, uh, we've heard that, that the Lord has blessed you a lot, right? Yeah. That, you've, that you've been willing to be blessed, you've been willing to be led, that you've trusted the Lord, that you've had great acceleration, that had breakthrough in your life. And it, it sounds like uh, one great parade <laughs> into Jerusalem while you're crying out, Hosanna in the highest. But then there's even times when you were doing this extraordinary thing. I'm leading you into the story you told me yesterday about leading worship at a mass in Mexico. And how mm. and how it was a it was a, well, you just tell me what was what was that about because because I, I I love the fact that it's the stones will cry out but you can stub your toe too and uh-huh. you, 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 you can you can be forced to be to be humble what's that about yes yeah, so this is day three of the conference it's it was a lot you know I there was a lot to prepare for and I, I was not only a part uh, responsible for like all the music but just helping out with other things 
technology, so getting all the lyrics on the screen, all that stuff. So there was a lot going on. And there just came a point where there was a breaking point and there was a lot of anxiety that I was filled with. And I was just, all of a sudden, I realized, I was like, I'm super anxious. Like, I can't even focus on what's happening. Like, I could tell, it's almost like that feeling you're shaking and you don't even know why. So I went backstage and I just like needed a second. And one of my good friends um, on our team came up to me and <laughs> she knows me well enough. She just came up and hugged me. <laughs> and I just broke down in tears. I was just holding on to so much responsibility and so much... Um, it's not what the Lord wanted for me, right? It's like, he doesn't, I don't need to carry the responsibility. I don't need to carry this weight. He's going to do it for me. I just need to be obedient. So she just hugged me and she, she led me through a prayer of just like, Jesus, we'll deal with this later. Um, for now, take this and we'll deal with this later and just bring me peace. And peace came immediately. And there was a lot of anxiety there. I had, you know, all new mass parts with, uh, a giant mass of a thousand people, two bishops were there, 40 priests in a language I've never, you know, I've, I don't go to mass in Spanish. So I was like, I don't know when the mass parts come. I can kind of like guess. It's like, I think this is where we are in the mass. Um, so thankfully I actually had a friend who, who says he was a priest and he was right there. So he'd be giving me the little wink of like, okay, let's go. But there was just so many things that I was holding onto and trying to be responsible for and trying to like control. And I was worried about, and the Lord's like, just let go of it all. And I'm going to help you through this. And it went great, you know. Did it go perfect? No, I messed. Some of the mass parts were a little rough, but that's okay. Nobody cared, and I think that's what the Lord was was really doing. Is like, you're allowed to mess up. Nobody cares. Like as long as you try your best, and and bring like bring everything that you can. With it's gonna be okay, and He's gonna cover the rest. And it was. It was amazing. It's actually funny. So the same bishop that said mass with us, I got to say, do another mass with him. And he's like, you know all the mass parts, right? And I was like, no. <laughs> Didn't you realize that, like, all the mass parts were so, like, it, to me it felt like last minute and I didn't do them all. But he's like, no, they sounded great. Like, and that's where the Lord protected me. And the Lord's like, the Lord filled in the gaps for me. So it was just awesome how the Lord brought even healing through that. Just like, just let go of it and, and let me cover you. Well, I, I, I thank you so much for telling that story because it's so much about our uh, everybody's lives who's listening to this. Certainly mine too. Is that is that all of a sudden because of what we were, the soup you were in, it was about you and the bishops and you and the priests right. and you and all the people there, and your friend who came up and gave you a hug let you know it was about you and Jesus. Yeah. And when it became about you and Jesus, it was always going to be right. And peace felt immediately. Oh, really? I was really? like, okay, oh. I'm good now. <laughs> so there, there's something there. It, when we do it, we're going to get that peace. Yeah. Uh-huh. Never fails, does no. it? No. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, I thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you, Dean. It really has been a great experience <laughs> for me. And for those of you out there who, who, are, who are wondering about where we should go, how, what should I do? How am I going to handle this? What am I going to do? Well, I'm, I, should I take this job or that job? Should I get involved in this relationship or that relationship? Jacob's story is a great one. He trusted in the Lord and asked Jesus. So thank you very much for being with us. God bless you all.